What is this? Fails. Fails. Well, excuse me, princess. Just shut up and listen. And listen good, chief. This is not a drill. Your words are as empty as your soul. But enough talk. How about you? When we find that media, we'll find Dr. Wowie. Welcome to an All Else Fails, an internet radio show for video game advice. I am Eric M. Hunter. Excited to be here. I have a song in my heart. And sometimes I sing that song out loud when there are other people around. Usually those songs are video game themed, which, you know, is a common occurrence. A lot of these games, uh, the, the whole idea of creating a song is to have it go on in the background to kind of keep you in the zone, you know. So, uh, you know, when you're when you're playing a puzzle game or something, it's trying to, you know, intensify the the idea of you concentrating and making sure that you make the right move or if you're you know, in a battle, then the, the music kind of heightens up, you know, and it gets more intense and, you know, things get more real and you pull out whatever you got in your hands and you're attacking whatever's in front of you. Typically another thing with weapons or claws, sometimes razor teeth, uh, you know, sometimes it's just a blob because apparently people thought blobs were scary back in the day. I mean, they're they have no form. They're no sh- there's no shape to them. They're just they're just blobs. Now, how's a blob scary? I guess anything that looks to be an inanimate object that moves is scary. I guess Yeah, that's kind of terrifying now that I think about it. I'm going to have nightmares about that now. That's great. Thanks, Eric. Good job. But no, some video game music. It's it's such a beautiful art, you know. It's it's something that not everybody can really do. Um, it's not something that, you know, just any musician out there could sit down and create, you know, a video game soundtrack that works, that sounds great, that plays with the game and feels through the story and it gives itself purpose at the end of the day, you know. And some of these soundtracks, you know, they're they're good, but they're good in context, you know. It's, it's not like you'd be, you know, driving down the street listening to the Wave Race 64 soundtrack because that would just be, I mean, one, you're probably not on a, a Wave Race. There's definitely not 64 of them, so you're already, you know, you're already 0 for two. You know, uh, there's no dolphins because, you know, dolphins are endangered sea creatures that only exist in labs uh, because they're constantly doing scientific tests on them, trying to figure out what their dolphin language is because we know they're making fun of us behind our backs. We know they are. We just can't, we just don't know what they're saying. We, and we just, you know, so we, we've got to, we got to do experiments on them to try to figure out what their dolphin language is because I don't know about you. I, for one, am not, I, I do not enjoy being, you know, laughed at from behind. Now you laugh at me in my face. That's one thing. Cause then I can laugh with you to kind of, you know, laugh it off. To make it seem like I'm not really hurt inside where I am. I typically am very hurt inside. So you shouldn't shouldn't laugh in people's faces. You shouldn't laugh at people at all unless if that is like their job. Like if you have their business card and it says, Oh, I'm Joe, I'm I'm Joe Donna Donadu, uh, I you can laugh at me. I'm a I'm a face lefty, lefty, you know. So you can physically laugh in this person's face. That's just that's what they do. It was life choices that they made. I mean, who 
you shouldn't, I mean, you, you shouldn't judge people for their life choices. Sometimes people are just good at certain things. I'm good at many things. I'm great at most things, you know, like this, this right here, right now, what you're listening to, this is great. This doesn't get any better at all, ever, anybody. So keep that under your hat. But yeah, video game music, it's a, there's a, there's a, it's a subtle art. I'll say that it's a subtle art. You know, there's, there's definitely there, you know, there's your John Denver soundtracks and then there's your, you know, your kiss soundtracks and there's all walks of life. Um, some are just absolutely atrocious. Others are, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty darn good songs. You know, there's many a tune that I could probably put on a top 10 list as just some of the greatest music, you know, of all time. And a lot of these songs obviously come from my childhood because as a child, like you're just constantly soaking up all of this information and this, any, anything that's out there is there's an influx that just affects you. And then you just soak it up like a sponge, like a, like a, like a sponge boy, constantly wet and full of pores, just soaking up anything that you can put your hands on and video game music definitely earworms into me. Then sometimes I can't get it out. So I'm, you know, out doing my daily day as you do daily, whether that be, you know, walking the supermarket aisles, looking for jars of uh, that have pink labels just because, or it could be, you know, traveling to the zoo uh, to see if they're selling any of the animals uh, yet. Cause you know, that's going to happen sooner or later. The, the zoo is going to run out of money. So they're going to end up having to sell these exotic creatures. And I just want to be the first one there uh, to put my bid in. So I, I just randomly, you know, show up every once in a while and be like, Hey, you know, it's like, silverback gorilla back there for sale no okay what about these dung beetles can i get like a can i get like a twofer can i like a buy one get one or maybe like a like get a bogo deal on that crocodile and that lion they seem to be good friends you don't want to separate them you don't want to separate animals if they if they seem like they're they're you know partners in life or siblings somehow you know you don't want to separate those so it could be a crocodile and a lion you don't know you don't know so I'm out and about and I'm singing these songs in my head and it's, you know, I, I catch myself, people looking at me weird, you know, and what I'm really afraid of is people to be like, oh, hey, is that that new, is that that new Drake song? I'm like, no, that's, that's Bernard's theme for Maniac Mansion and the, the Nintendo system. You heard that one? He's the only one who can use tools and you need tools to get the power back on. To the arcade. Oh, you're gone. You've left. You're not even here anymore. Okay. Sorry. And let's hop right into our first question. I am in a retro gaming rut. I really liked the work that you did in the past where you drew parallels between retro games and indie games. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. However, I don't play anything newer than the 16-bit generation. I'm especially partial to anything Sega. Amen or NEC slash Hudson. I'm stuck in the past, and I kind of like it here. Is there any reason that I should move on? Short answer, no. Lately, I've been playing and replaying various versions of E's books 1 and 2, taking in the differences. I'm thinking this habit of playing different versions of the same game repeatedly is not so healthy, Sam, in Thailand. And we'll actually hear more from Sam later in this, in this episode, so... Thank you, Sam. So your first question, am I amazing? The answer is yes. Not really a question. It's, you know, it's kind of a, it's a state of fact at the moment. Um, yes, drawing the parallels between retro games and indie games. That was a thing that I did. I'm still kind of doing. Um, I was actually just 
just currently today, actually, the day of this recording, which I will not disclose to you, because uh, then you'll know how last minute I do things, uh, especially for you frogs over there at skirmishfrogs.com. Hint, hint. What, what was just having a conversation with some good friends today about this very subject, drawing parallels between retro games and indie games, because they are there, ladies and gentlemen, whether you like him or not. So you're stuck in the past. Can't get past anything, uh, anything newer than the 16-bit generation. Is there a reason you should move on? No. Don't move on. It's called nostalgia for a reason. They're called the good old days for a reason. There's a reason that your grandfather and your grandmother always talk about the kids today will never know what it was like in the past. The kids today wouldn't know how to have fun without their video games and their cellular phones. The kids today, they are stuck in the past and for good reason. The past is something to hold on to because the past is happiness. Because for whatever reason, when we grow up and we lose Tinkerbell's pixie dust and we grow up to these ugly, disgusting adults, we're not allowed to have fun anymore. It's a strange concept. We get turned down by the world and the corporations of America saying that you need to work you need to pay bills. You've got to pay rent or you can't live here anymore, Mr. Hunter. Well, excuse me, Officer Jones. I'm squatting now. So I'm not a, a homeowner anymore. I'm a squatter. That's, you know, that's how titles change. You know, it's like going from Duke to Prince. It's not an easy transition, but it's a transition that happens. The past is full of wonderment. We don't remember how bad it was as kids. The only thing we remember was the good things. We remember the long nights playing video games with friends, staying up all night drinking sodas and popcorn. I can't tell you the last time I have had a soda pop because I'm afraid it's going to give me sweet belly and I'm not going to feel too good for the rest of the night. And then I can't do anything because I have to be in bed by 10 o'clock because my dumb adult ass needs to wake up because I got to go back to work in the morning. There's no fun there. There's no happiness there. Kids today, kids today, all of these save states and these, oh, I don't have to write down this 600 character password. I can just hit a button and do a save state or, oh, look at that. It's auto saving for me. I don't have to leave my Super NES on all night just so I can come back and play Super Metroid because I'm scared to death. I'm not going to be able to make it back to that save point. Kids today, ah, my save states were built on batteries and those batteries could die losing all all of my progress. And you know what I did when I lost my progress? I went back and I played it again up until the exact same point, regardless of how long it took me because I had nothing else to do except for stay inside and play video games because I didn't have any friends. I was terrified of the rain. I have to sit in the tub when it was raining and thundering because the, the lightning was scary to look at. But they were happier times. There's no reason to move on. There's nothing out there. The Nintendo 64 was lame. The Sega Dreamcast was shallow at best. Nobody played a PlayStation. Everything's just a reiteration, a rehash, and a remaster, and a redux, and a dedux, and a detox, and a D-O-G-G-Y. 
That's all it is nowadays. Stay in the past, my dear friend. The past is warm. The past is welcoming. The past needs you. All right, how about a game fact? This comes from the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, entitled, I Lost My Hillian Shield, by GameFAQs user ZeldaFan123. Now, I'm going to stop it right there, because I'm going to guarantee that ZeldaFan123 only created this name, and and they created this username just so they could post this question on this GameFAQ answer board. And they couldn't think of anything other than Zelda fan one two three. And frankly, I'm a little surprised that Zelda fan one two three hadn't been taken already. How how can you be a Zelda fan and not have Zelda fan one two three unless you just happen to be the registered user of Zelda fan one two two? And if that's the case then I could see how you missed the boat there. And that sucks. You know, there's not all, everybody's waiting in line and, you know, they're just handing out the numbers as you go. And you just got the, you just, it's an unlucky draw and that's fine. So, so I let my friend fool around with Breath of the Wild and she got shocked by an electric keys. I told her to pick up the shield and she did. But when I wasn't looking, she must have dropped it again because when I went to play and got a lot done, I realized I didn't have the shield anymore. Please tell me I can buy a new shield from Tarantown instead of looking for my original one. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, ZeldaFan123, but not only can you not find the original shield, you actually have to cook one. You have to get all of the ingredients to cook, to craft a new Hylian shield. And it's a tough go about it. It's not, it's not a simple recipe. Okay, I want you to get a pen and a piece of paper out because I'm going to give you pro strats on how to craft your Hylian shield back. Are you ready? One, you need a fairy. And not the fairies that you think you can bottle like you used to back in the day in Ocarina of Time. No, sir. Or ma'am. Person. Monster. Zelda fan. We'll go with Zelda fan. You need the big mother fairy. That's what you need. You got to bottle her up. Okay. That's a whole separate fact. We'll go over that on the next episode. See how I dangled it out there so I can have you come back. Two bombs, real bombs, not Sheikah Slate bombs, but real bombs. Now, how do you get these bombs? You actually have to travel to the Ocarina of Time timeline, find the bombs just hanging out in Hyrule Field. You'll find them. Cut some grass. They're right there. Don't fall down any holes. Don't fall down any holes. Because if you fall down those holes, there's no getting back up. You're stuck in that timeline forever. Everything's boxy and pixelated and polygony. It's weird. You don't want to be stuck there. You'll go crazy. You will go crazy. Two. Or C. You need the light bow. That's right. You are going to craft the light bow into the pot along with the bombs that you get from Ocarina of Time and that big mother fairy. Now, when you put all of this together, you need wood. So many stacks of wood. You thought getting stacks of wood from Tarrytown was bad? No, Zelda fan, no. 123 stacks of wood that you have got to collect. So get cutting. 
Now you craft all that up. You wait three days. You leave that switch on for three days. Let real time do its thing. And then you go to Terrytown and just buy it. Because they're there. That's just that's just where they are. You can just go and buy it. It's no big deal. All right, let's head off to the treasure chest. So I got a particularly lengthy email from Sam from Thailand, not only asking a question, thank you, Sam, and if you, dear, dear listener, would also like to help craft this podcast, you can send all of your questions and need for advice into mail at capitalidearadio.com. You too uh, can get your uh, dual advice. Dually advice? He was happy to kind of help explain things that apparently I was confused about in previous episodes, which I don't know about that. I am not one to get confused about things, but he was kind enough to set me straight. So here's the rest of that beautiful email of his. Japan is a construct. You were right about this in a previous episode. I know I went there. It was an empty lot. See? This is no conspiracy theory. This is a call for help for people who are claiming that Japan is in an actual country. This here is just a construct. It is an empty lot. And apparently, he can explain the why of the lie that is Japan later. Look at that hook, line, and sinker. I took it. Reel me in, Sam, from Thailand. Or in Thailand. You're not from Thailand. So I'm assuming you're from somewhere else. You're just currently staying in Thailand. I Reel me in. You know, I'll just hook and good go. Let's do it. I, I, I need to know. I need to be in the know. And I think all of our listeners need to be in the know, too. Two, Duran is a real fruit and quite common here in Southeast Asia. It smells like a cross between gym socks and turpentine. Please, I can only get so erect. Please. It's yellow and spiky and custard-like and almost pure fat. That sounds like me. That is a perfect description. If I was on Tinder, that is exactly what my description would be. Yellow, stinky, custard-like, and almost pure fat. To a T. Delicious, he says. I would add that on my Tinder profile. Locals say not to mix Duran with alcohol. Least you explode. That's kind of terrifying. That you could mix fruit with alcohol and then explode. Just automatically turns it into dynamite. That's a weird... Terrifying thing. It's a strange world we live in, people. But Duran, uh, but Duran, Duranians, but Duran is rare in Cincinnati. So why would you sound so stone cold sober these days in your podcast? It's not the same Eric M. I remember. Stone cold sober. So Sam, here's my secret. I'm kind of like the Hulk. I am so wasted right now that I come off stone cold sober. There you go. That's what it is. Three, thank you for providing me with hours of great entertainment via When All Else Fails. You are welcome. Any plans for a co-host? Ooh, a co-host. Jeez, uh, I don't know. Um, nobody knows who this, what the show is except for you. So idea, plans for a co-host? I don't... I'm always entertaining. I am always entertaining. Retro gaming podcasts are a dime a dozen. He continues. But it's truly hard to find people who have both an appreciation for the hobby and for how completely absurd our hobby is. Amen. 
you do realize that we go and spend hundreds of thousands, sometimes more dollars on pieces of plastic with tiny little circuit boards in them to relive childhood like wonderment that we could easily get from, I'm assuming, Duran and alcohol. So it's probably a little cheaper, especially if you live in Cincinnati, because they're like, they're like three for $3, so that's a steal. Four, I've got the milk bag if you got the scissors. Mm, that is a deep cut, my friend. That is a deep cut. For those who don't know about the milk scissors reference, that is a very old now. That is a very old one more podcastle deep cut joke. You are welcome to blow up Eric Bailey on Twitter and Jason Lamb about the milk scissors. That would be a that's that would be a fun uh fun remembrance. Remembrance? Fun Ooh, fun what? What would you call it? It's just a fun just a fun blast from the past. There you go. Uh, for them. Again, thank you, Sam and Thailand. P.S. And he keeps going. Do you accept audio submissions? Uh, sure. I mean, this is an audio podcast, so why not? Uh, do you accept advertising for goods and services that may be deemed illegal in the United States? Only if I get a cut or a taste. I'll take a cut or a taste. And then we can talk about it. Got another question, dear, when all else fails. My significant other doesn't believe that The Wizard is a cinematic masterpiece. She claims it's just a 90-minute Nintendo advertisement with poor acting and dialogue. What can I do to convince her that she's wrong? Signed, soon-to-be Californian. What sort of significant other is this woman if she claims that The Wizard is ninety is a 90-minute Nintendo advertisement? Was Nintendo even in it? I mean, I remember the the oh-so-handsome Christian Slater. I remember him. I remember the dashing Bo Bridges. I remember him. I remember a very young Fred Savage. I remember a, an interesting Luke Edwards. I remember there being big damn semi-trucks flying through the highways. I remember being a cross-country adventure of a coming-of-age story. I remember there being dinosaurs. I remember there being some strange pedophilia jokes. Is that right? Was that in this? Something about touching breasts? Did that happen? Was that in this movie? Am I just now remembering that? Oh, God, it is. That's right, because she screams it in the... In the uh, she screams it in the casino. Oh, man, that's disgusting. But yeah, I don't remember Nintendo being in it. I don't. Oh, they was so, so Super Mario Brothers was in it. That's right. Super Mario Brothers was in it. That was at the end, though. Uh, you know, you got Lucas with the the power glove. He's so bad. Like, and this is when bad meant good, not bad meaning bad. I don't know if that's still is that still a thing. Do people still mean bad as a good? I don't think. I think that was just a '90s thing. Which is strange because this movie came out in 89, so this would have been the 80s. Hmm. Well, you know what? If if it's not a cinematic masterpiece, would have gotten 6 out of 10 stars on IMDb? What's Metacritic have to say about The Wizard? Is it not on Metacritic? So The Wizard isn't on Metacritic. How weird is that? I don't I don't know. Is it if it's not on Metacritic, the end all be all 
machine that's supposed to tell me how I feel about certain types of media based on a an, an ambiguous number that is one out of a hundred. I don't I don't know how I f- I don't know. Is it just an advertisement now? Was it all a lie? Is the power glove bad? Like bad, bad and not good, bad? Should I not like dinosaurs? I don't understand. What about trucker number one? He was the wrecking yard man or trucker number two or truck Skinner, the grease monkey or WK Cohen salesman number one. Were they all a lie? Was it all for not? Maybe your significant other's right. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe it really is a 90 minute Nintendo advertisement. I mean, there's video games in it. They go to a, a Nintendo tournament where they demonstrate a game that hadn't been released yet to build hype for its release that summer. It could easily be pointed to as one of the biggest pushes for the high-grossing sales of Super Mario Bros. 3 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Is it all for naught? Does it mean nothing? No, man, she's crazy. It's, an, it's a masterpiece. It's a cinematic masterpiece. She's out of her mind. Maybe she's not significant. Maybe she just needs to be other. All right, I got a game fact right here from the PlayStation 3 board. How bad is the punch glitch in Jack PS3 Trilogy? By GameFAQs user KillerStar142. See, he was even farther back in the line of usernames than ZeldaFan123 was. He got a 142. I want to buy the collection, but I have heard that it has some weird glitch where Jack launches in some other direction than the one you're holding when punching. So is it very frequent or has it been fixed? Because there is nothing I hate more than stuff like this. Because if that's the case, then I'll just get the PlayStation 2 versions along with the console since I don't own a PlayStation 4, which is something I really don't want to do. Okay, so I have to unpack this because this uh, this question, there's so much going on in this question. It's kind of mind-numbing. So, one, Starkiller142, you're wondering if you should purchase the Jack and Dexter PlayStation 3 trilogy on the PlayStation 4, so you're already buying a digital copy, but there's a glitch, a glitch that might be so bad the game might not be worth playing, but yet you are still considering buying Red flag number one. Two, you say that there's nothing, you don't hate nothing more than stuff like this. So stuff like glitches that kind of crap out on the game. So why on earth are you even considering this as a purchase? That, again, unhinges my brainstem and lets, you know, like certain fluids leak out in places it shouldn't be in my, in my body. I don't, on top of that, you claim that if the PS2 version, if if it's still screwed up in the PlayStation 4, that you're just going to buy a PlayStation 2 version along with the console because you don't own a PlayStation 4. So you're telling me that you want to spend, what is it, $40 for the Jack and Dexter? Let's find out. Oh, so the Jack and Dexter collection on the PlayStation 4 is currently on sale for $63.95. Okay, now you say that you need to purchase a PlayStation 4 because you currently don't own one. All right, so let's find out what the current cost is for a PlayStation 4. All right, so the PlayStation 4 Pro is currently retailing for $399. So $64 plus $399 is $463 that you are going to have to spend out of your hard-earned money to play a game that is full of glitches. Or 
you could buy a PlayStation 2, which is currently retailing for $50. And you can buy the Jack and Dexter games, which are roughly averaging somewhere in the neighborhood of about 20 bucks a piece. So was there four of them? So 20, 80. So 80 plus 50 is $130 compared to $463. I think that's what I said. For a PlayStation 4 and then the, the Jack and Dexter. But you're worried that the thing that you hate the most about video games today might be a thing on that version of the game. Sometimes when I do this show and I get some of these questions, I think, you know, the question itself, when written out in plain text using layman's terms, should be able to answer itself. In this case, that is not true. Because the correct answer is, you need to buy all of it. You need to be collecting. So you buy all of it. You buy your PlayStation 2. You buy every version of Jack and Dexter for the PS2. Then you turn around, you buy the PlayStation 4, and you get the digital download for the collection. Let, why even split hairs? Just go all in. Let's go! All right, we do have some legalese from the, 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 the heads that be. Uh, before we can uh, say our goodbyes, uh, we are part of the Capital Idea Radio podcasting network. You can visit CapitalIdeaRadio.com to experience some great shows that are on there, including this one. Tell some friends, uh, or you can just search Capital Idea Radio uh, using your favorite Google search engine. So nobody else uses Bing or anything, or maybe Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves might know of Capital Idea. I don't know. If you would like to help form this podcast, email goes to mail at capitalidearadio.com. Much like Sam in Thailand did to make your gaming life easier and better. But of course, if you want to get really personal with me, you can always equip into my DM on Twitter at Eric Hunter. Now we're going to talk about what is going to be the latest Mario Super Power Up. Lo-fi, hip-hop, radio, 24-7, chill, gaming, slash, study beats. I am a fond listener of that channel. I am Eric Him giving out fist bumps and dry humps when all else fails. You are almost a Jill sandwich. Capital idea. Creating some of the best audio entertainment to put in your ear holes. At least, we think so.